Oh, this makes me so happy. <clears throat> so happy. I haven't live streamed in so long. I have a new software and I love it, uh, but I couldn't figure out how to live stream and I've got it and I am so, so psyched. <clears throat> so psyched. What's up, Rebel fam? Oh my goodness. So good to see you. So good to be back. Um, let's dive into it. Rebel survey. First, man, I'm so stoked. So many of you downloaded the study guide for the kindness challenge. I was thrilled at how many people clicked on that link and asked me for the study guide. If you would like it, uh, go to rebelparenting.org and I will have that on the blog page. I'll put it up there or at least a link to it, whatever you want. Um, so stoked. We're going to get to that right after the survey results. Survey results came back. Survey says, I'm stoked to find out. I really, really, really am. What I want is to be the most helpful I can possibly be. And this survey got me to it, uh, which is awesome. Uh, who are our rebels? Who are you guys? Uh, most of you are married. Most of you are married for uh, quite some time, more than five years. That's fantastic. Uh, just like Laura and I, very, very similar. Uh, we've been married for six years, 17 this year. I can look at my finger. It's where my wedding date is. <clears throat> and uh, you got a lot of kids. What was I expecting? It is called rebel parenting. You're mostly parents. In fact, all of you are parents that are listening currently, which is fantastic. Um, most of you are happy with your marriages. That's fantastic. That is great. Uh, you and your spouse are getting along. That makes me super happy. Uh, the kindness challenge will help that even further. Um, and in marriage, the issues that people are dealing with most are communication and sex and communication is doubled up because sex problems are communication problems. Uh, that's what we believe at rebel parenting. So fantastic. It tells me we can talk about communication and sex. That's a great, great thing. We've got some really, really stellar guests and resources on both of those topics. How do you breach or how do you bridge the gap between you and your spouse? How do you open that communication? Laura and I, we've been married 16 years, going on 17, and are really, really able to communicate well now. And for some people that have been married for like a year, you're like, oh my goodness, it's so long. It is. It's so long. Can you believe it took us this long to really communicate well? Uh, I can now because I know so much more about people and how they interact and how they communicate and past trauma and how we hide and how we protect ourselves and the shields we put up and the walls we build, et cetera, et cetera, in, uh, ad nauseum. Um, but we're going to deal with those. And I'm so thrilled that you were uh, vulnerable enough, even though it's an anonymous um, survey. I can't see who did the results. Um, thank you for being honest. And for the people that put, this is too personal, totally understand. And thank you for putting that. That makes me feel good. Uh, that I have guests, uh, not guests, an audience listeners that are like, yeah, I don't want to answer your question. I'm like, okay, sweet. Don't answer that one. Um, kids, totally different. Uh, everybody wants help in all areas. That was fantastic. Every area that I mentioned, people are like, yes, we need help with that area too. Uh, emotional issues, behavioral issues, communication, anger, and discipline. Uh, it was, uh, discipline's the highest, uh, behavioral was the lowest, but everything is right there in, I mean, people were like, yes, 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 yes. That's great. Uh, and again, through our work here at Rebel Parenting and through our network, we have, come across some of the greatest resources, tools, speakers, authors, presenters that can help you in every one of these areas. We are contacting them right now and we're going to bring them on to talk about these issues. We will help 
you. If you need more help, if there are specific things you want help in, um, I would love to know those things. Here's what I didn't ask uh, in the survey because uh, it would be really long. Um, you know, when it comes down to sex issues, that's what we find uh, universally when we're out on the road speaking, Laura and I. Um, most marriages say they wish their sex life was better. And my first thought is, I have questions. Um, what is it about your sex life that is causing issues? Frequency, infrequency, has it been a long time? Do you have past trauma? Uh, is your spouse not receptive to feedback? I mean, there are so many questions in that, um, but that is very personal. Um, and it seemed a little personal for a survey. So what we're going to do is we're going to get experts on uh, intimacy in marriage and talk about generally. Here are some major things people typically deal with, and we will hit those topics. If there are specifics that you want us to deal with, uh, message us. Um, I'm not going to say your name, uh, but I would love to know, hey, you know what? My spouse and I really deal with this. and We really need help in this specific area. You can always, always email me, help at rebelparenting.org, or you can text back to um, our text line if you're not signed up for that. Uh, let me know. Message me at rebelparenting.org, and I will tell you how to sign up. And then when I uh, do a live video or something like that, every now and then I send a text out, and you can be informed. Uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for filling the survey out. I really appreciate it. If you would also like to be a part of that, if you didn't fill it out, you're like, oh, no, I totally meant to fill it out. Uh, you can go to rebelparenting.org. Uh, actually, go to facebook.com slash Dobson and uh, look for the survey there. We've got it posted. Um, fill the survey out. We'll send one out in about three months just to check back in, see how folks are doing, <clears throat> see if there's uh, more targeted ways we can help our audience. Um, I would like to say I have a brand new sponsor. It is Summit Ministries. Summit is a camp based in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I went when I was 17 and it totally changed my life. It impacted me in so many ways. Uh, I wasn't a bad kid. I didn't have a lot of direction and I didn't think I mattered very much. Um, that's just how it was. My dad is a great man. He cast a very large shadow. That is not an intentional thing. He wasn't saying you don't matter. Uh, but when you live under a superstar, sometimes you feel that way. And at 17, I went to a camp called Summit Ministries. My parents forced me to go. I didn't want to go. I thank them regularly. It was 30... Oh my goodness. I'm 51... 34 years. I've been working with Summit for 34 years. And for 34 years, not in the early days. And in the early days, I was thanking my parents pretty regularly too. I, I like that. I'm a, I'm a big thank you person. I like thanking people for helping you. Uh, I have emailed, I emailed my very first therapist, uh, thanking him for his impact in my life and that I feel like uh, some of the success, um, in fact, all of the success I have achieved, he had a part to play in all of it. Uh, from the time I was 21 on, anything that I've done that has been beneficial to my life, I would say my first therapist had a large role to play in that. And I appreciate him so much. And I've emailed him a couple of times said, thank you. I really appreciate it. You made such an impact in my life. And he doesn't acknowledge that he was my therapist, which is what good therapists do. Uh, but I would love to talk to him and say that someday. Anyway, I've thanked my parents so many times for sending me to Summit because it gave me direction, purpose, passion, and meaning in life. I do what I do today at 51 because of my very first weeks 
at Summit Ministries in 1987. It was June 14th was my first day, 1987. It was Lakers-Celtics, end of a dynasty, Celtics, um, beginning of one for Lakers. It was the final uh, game. <clears throat> Lakers won. I remember it distinctly. Uh, I didn't want to be there. I was upset that I had to be there. And in a very short time, they invested in me in such an impactful way, it changed my life. It absolutely, totally changed my life. It gave me direction, pa passion, purpose, and meaning. And I've had it for the past 34 years. Um, and I've attended that camp numerous times afterwards. So if you would like to attend camp please go to summit.org. If you sign up before March 31st, they will give you an automatic $200 off the tuition for your, for your child. Uh, and if you use the code rebel22, to this year's 2022, rebel22, there's another $100 off. You get 300 bucks off camp for your kids. It will teach them Christian worldview, how to defend their faith. It will shore up the foundation you've tried to instill in your kids. I'm sure, my parents have never said this, but I'm sure my parents are like, my goodness, we told you all those things. It's true. At 17, the people telling me at camp were cooler than you, and I wanted to listen to them when I was worried about listening to you as a parent. That's what I would say to my parents. And they would totally understand that. My dad, especially because he's a psychologist. At that age and time, I needed to separate from my parents and my belief system and come up with my own belief system. What will impact me for the rest of my life? How will I make decisions? What rationale will I base my decisions on? And Summit gave me every single one of those. Dr. Jeff Myers, I record his podcast here in my studio. He has a show called The Dr. Jeff Show. I highly recommend it. He was in here the other day and they were talking about a book Summit promotes. And as I was recording it, I reached over and pulled it out. I bought it in 1987. I still own it today. I probably have 20 or 30 books I bought then uh, that I've carried with me my entire life because it was such an impact on me. Uh, I love this camp. Um, and so if you want to send your kid, I highly recommend it. It's just my parents needed help. They were like, we've done all we can do. You're an adult. You're out. You're going to be on your own. We just want a little more help. Jim and Shirley Dobson needed a little more help. They're totally, uh, they will totally admit that today. And they got it through Summit. It, it impacted me so greatly. Mm. Love it so much. Again, Rebel 22 gets you an additional $100 off the summer program. If you sign up before March 31st, that gets you 200. That's a total of 300 bucks off. That is a deal. Deal, 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 deal. Um, let's talk about the kindness challenge. Uh, again, it worked so well in my marriage and in my parenting. I've done it with Laura and I've done it with Lincoln. I haven't needed to do it with Lucy. I'm waiting until she's, you know, turns to, to, a argumentative snotty teenager. If that comes, who knows if it will or not, but you know, Lincoln isn't snotty, but he is in that debate argumentative stage. He wants to debate and question and go back and forth. And it's a really interesting time. Uh, and I was thinking about it because I'm trying to be a better parent and I was getting frustrated and I was thinking about the kindness challenge and I pump it up and I build it up and I talk about how virtually 80% of people that do the kindness challenge see a visible impact in their marriage, a visible positive impact in their marriage. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's really not. And honestly, this is what I want to say about rebel parenting. It's not easy. It's not for everyone. It really isn't. And if you want something that's easier, I totally understand that. And I'm sure there's other podcasts for you. This one isn't. You will see 
massive results, massive results. I so wish we could do an emotional, spiritual, psychological before and after photo, right? I wish we could do that. I have before and after photos of me as fat Ryan and me as today Ryan, right? 51, I've got a body fat under 15%. I'm totally humble bragging, but it makes me so happy because I have a photo of me in Hawaii from when Lincoln was one years old and I don't look good. I wasn't, I was unhealthy. I was headed for a heart attack and it took real hard work to get to where I am, but it was worth it. I feel good all the time. I mean, most, I mean like 99% of the time I feel good. I don't ache, you know, unless I'm working out, which I do all the time anyway, because it makes me feel good. I have to work out in order to feel good. That's just how my brain works. I need it. I need the endorphins. I need the exercise. I need that release. I need the tension break, uh, but it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, my first experience in true fitness and weight loss was with CrossFit. And I don't want people to roll their eyes like I'm a vegan. I totally get it. And I was a proselytizer for so long. All I'm saying is CrossFit's not for everybody. It's so hard. It never got easy. They have this stupid saying they would say all the time. It never gets easier. You just get faster. Hey, how about you shut your dirty mouth? This is rough. My first day in CrossFit, I threw up all over the ground. My coach lost it. And I was like, oh, you better get used to this before I had surgery, before I fixed my esophagus. I mean, you better get used to this. I'm going to work out hard. And I did. It was so rough. I've never been more sore. Uh, I didn't doubt. I was just, I just, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I just don't know if I can do this. And I lost so much weight and I gained so much strength and so many areas of my life improved that it became a lifelong lifestyle. Not CrossFit, but just being healthy. You know, I intermittent fast. I eat certain foods. I work out on a regular basis. I meditate. I read the Bible. I do devotionals. I have so many in my brain. What my brain wants to say out loud is I have so many stupid things I do to keep me sane, but they're not dumb. It works. <laughs> it's not dumb if it works, but I will tell you every one of them is hard. When my alarm goes off and it's dark outside Everything in me wants to stay in bed. And I'm not a super disciplined person. I'm really not. And I struggle with de depression and anxiety. So that makes me want to stay in bed more. But I just do the next right thing. Just the next right thing. And that's gotten me. That's got me to where I am today. In my marriage, in my parenting, in my health journey. And I, I talk about that health journey. You know, intermittent fasting is really hard, but it works for me. It's not that hard anymore. In fact, it's not hard at all anymore. It was for a while. I've been doing it for almost two years now. I only eat within an eight-hour window during the day. So I eat from about noon to 8 p.m. And then I don't eat for 16 straight hours. Uh, I work out after fasted. And that's what let me lose the weight and keep it off. It's not for everybody. It's okay. If you find something that works for you. Again, that's why I talk about this podcast in that way. It won't hurt my feelings. I mean... I can't say that. It won't hurt my feelings, but I want what's I want you to be the best you can be. And if that's another podcast, that's fine because this one's going to require a ridiculous amount of work. And the kindness challenge is hard. And that's why I bring it up because it will work. It won't be easy, especially when you're 8, 10, 12 days in. And it's really hard. You're doing it all day. You're speaking to the Lord about your spouse. And you're thanking the Lord for your spouse. And you're trying to find something kind to do for them every day. And you're writing certain things down about them. That is difficult. It is a discipline you have to do every day. And I'm telling you, 
Anytime you do something good, anytime you try to improve yourself, anytime you try to better anything in life, you will get resistance and pushback. You will get resistance and pushback in any positive endeavor. You start being kind to your spouse and non-argumentative and all that. They will throw a fit and you're like, what, what are you talking about? I'm being nice. I'm being kind. I'm doing dishes. I'm, I'm praying. I'm all the things that this person has either implied or said, or, you know, this is what they wish was right about you. And now you're doing it and they react poorly to you and you can't figure it out. And you're like, well, forget it then. I'm not going to be kind anymore. And that's the most, that's the easiest response. And it's a natural response. I'm asking you to fight it, fight the response to give people quote unquote, what they deserve. Oh, fine. You want to be mean? I'll be mean to you. Great. It doesn't work. And you're going to get pushed back every time. I'm telling you, I went through a huge breakthrough when Lincoln was eight and Lucy was three. She was real young and he wasn't. But I went through a huge breakthrough and I went from being very angry and very vocal and very intense and very hard, hard. I was a stiff necked person. I'm reading uh, Exodus and the Lord called the, the people of Israel stiff necked people. They were stubborn I was a stubborn person. I was never not coaching somebody up and telling you how you could be better if you were just like me. Terrible. And I changed. It took a very intensive therapy program that I went through. I needed it. And I went away. And when I came home, my behavior was different. And everybody was mad at me for it. How crazy there would be a disagreement with Laura and I, and I would speak in a kind, soft voice and it would make her mad. I would treat Lincoln with kindness and love and his sister with kindness and love. And he rebelled against it. Why? Because it's unnatural. It's new. It's different. It's unsettling to have a parent that's one way and then to have a radical change in that parent the next day. It is very unsettling to have a spouse that behaves, by the way, even if it's poor, even if it's poor behavior, it's still consistent. Consistent is okay. Upheaval and chaos isn't. And when you start behaving better, kind, empathetic, loving, caring, it causes people who are used to hard-nosed, judgmental, harsh, it causes them chaos and they will push back against you. I was a terrible parent to Lincoln and he was furious that I was a good parent to his sister. Lucy's the only one that didn't, didn't fight me. She was young and very happy that I stopped yelling in the house. Everybody else fought me. My parents didn't like it. Truth. Nobody in my life liked new Ryan. Nobody liked me. And it was so hard to keep doing what was right when I'm getting pushed back. Just go back to the Ryan that yells. Just go back to the Ryan that breaks stuff. Come on. We know that guy. Who are you? And the truth is, in that moment of change, I don't know, who am I? Some new guy, some guy that doesn't yell, some guy that doesn't tell you what's wrong with your life, somebody that doesn't break stuff when he gets too mad, somebody that doesn't punch the top of his truck when he's driving down the street. Who am I? I don't know. I'm just not that guy. And it took a lot of patience and a lot of reminding. And Laura would tell you this. I'll bring her on the show very shortly to talk about this. She would fight with me. And I wouldn't fight back and she would respond as if I had, and I would have to go, um, you're fighting with another person. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. And that was frustrating. But after a while it got better. 
it got better because I kept at it. And I'm telling you, if you're doing the kindness challenge, it will be rough. It's gonna be rough. And if you're experiencing that, if, if in any area of your life, right, if you're trying to do self-improvement in any area of your life and you're experiencing that resistance and that pushback, I have a resource for you. And I'm going to put it in the show notes on the blog. So you can just go click on the link. It'll be on Amazon. Um, it's right there for you. Uh, I don't sell this book. Don't even know how much it is. Um, it is one of those laws of life. When you try to do something good, someone's going to slap you for it. No good deed goes unpunished. You've heard that one, right? So this is a book by Stephen Pressler called The War of Art. Not The Art of War by Sun Tzu. This is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield. Man, this is a good book. By the way, I'm going to preface this with saying there is a chapter in here that says all religion and faith is bringing you down. I just skip it. Because the rest of the book's good. He's just confused in one area of life. Now, if that offends you so much you don't want to put money towards this, okay, I'm just telling you, this has helped me immeasurably get past my obstacles and roadblocks because they come up in every endeavor. And that's what the, the premise of this book is. The War of Art is when you try to do something good, you will enc encounter resistance. How do you overcome that resistance? But let me read you the very first <clears throat> part of book one in The War of Art. Resistance greatest hits. The following is a list in no particular order of those activities that most commonly elicit resistance. One, the pursuit of any calling in writing, painting, music, film, dance, or any creative art, however marginal or unconventional. Two, the launching of any entrepreneurial venture or enterprise for profit or otherwise. Three, any diet or health regimen. Four, any program of spiritual advancement. Five, any activity whose aim is tighter abdominals. Six, any course or program designed to overcome an unwholesome habit or addiction. <clears throat> Seven, education of every kind. Eight, any act of political, moral, or ethical courage, including the decision to change for the better some unworthy pattern of thought or conduct in ourselves. Number nine, the undertaking of any enterprise or endeavor whose aim is to help others. 10, any act that entails commitment of the heart, the decision to get married, to have a child, to weather a rocky patch in a relationship. 11, the taking of any principled stand in the face of adversity. In other words, any act that requires immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity. Or expressed another way, any act that derives from our higher nature instead of our lower. Any of these will elicit resistance. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? And here's why it's so good to have that and to read it. I read that on a regular basis. I read it regularly to remind myself because your brain says, I'm doing something good. Shouldn't people be happy? They should, but they won't be. For whatever reason, and it's mostly due to insecurity, you know, you start a health program and you're losing weight and you're doing all this stuff and your spouse starts complaining and moaning about it. I can remember, it wasn't Laura, by the way, but I was at dinner with someone very close uh, and they were having dessert and I'd stopped eating sugar and they got mad at me at their birthday dinner because I wouldn't eat dessert. That was it. I didn't make a deal out of it. I didn't talk about it. I didn't bring it up at all 
there was a big dessert being passed around and shared. I didn't take any bites of it. And this person called me out on it, made a scene, raised their voice. The entire table got quiet. And I was like, sorry, just don't have any sugar. My goodness. And here's what I know. It wasn't about me not taking a bite of dessert. It had nothing to do with me. Still hurt my feelings. Still embarrassed me. Still called attention to me in front of a bunch of people that I like. Still felt terrible. Had nothing to do with me. And I don't know what it had to do with. This person's in shape. They're fine. They look great. I, I don't know. Some internal issue was going on. And my attempt at self-betterment was ridiculed and called out in public. It's just how it is. And I'm sure you've experienced it in a million ways in your life. All I'm saying is, like parenting, when your kid reaches around two, this terrible twos phase is supposed to start. If you are ready for it, it's not that bad. If you're ready for self-autonomy and self-awareness and the know and the mind and those types of things, it's not that bad. Unless you had a colicky kid and you lost, you know, 25% of your sleep like the average person does before your child hits two. And then that questioning time comes and hits and you're so exhausted. You haven't slept in, you know, two years. And now this kid's challenging you every day and you're freaking out. Right. Because you're exhausted and you're trying to be a good parent. And that little snot is fighting you every step of the way. And when they hit that teen year, when they hit those ages where they need to break free from you, they need to have their own belief system. They need to figure out what they're going to do in life and how they're going to do it. And if they're going to be responsible and all those types of things. And they start questioning your decisions and if you're right or not. And what about other parents? And what about my other friends and all those types of things? And you're like, oh my goodness, I pay for every aspect of, you know? Yeah, totally. But this is what you want. You want them to do that. You may not want it at the right time or at that specific time, or you may want it in a different way or with a different attitude or a different tone, a different look on their face, eh, whatever. It is what it is. They're going to be adults pretty soon. If you're ready for it, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm just telling you, if you start the kindness challenge or anything else that we do over the next year, because we're going to attack marriage and parenting over and over and over, anything you struggle with, we're going to hit those topics all year long. When you try to better yourself, expect the resistance. Write it down in your journal. My goodness, I did this great thing today and I got yelled at for it. Wow. Just expect it and then go back and laugh about it over the years. Trust the Lord. Trust the process. Do the work. See the results. I do this workout program every day called Supernatural. It's on the I don't even know what you call the VR headset anymore. It's the Oculus one, Oculus Quest 2 VR headset, and I do Supernatural. And I'm telling you, I love the coaches so much. They're so encouraging, and they're so positive. And, you know, I start getting tired, you know, 20 minutes into a workout, and they're like, you can do it. You have infinite power. I believe in you. And I'm like, thank you. I so appreciate it. And I'm boxing and swinging and waving and doing my thing. I've been thinking about that over the last two weeks, worrying about you all that are reading the kindness challenge and attempting it, thinking, do you need the encouragement? Do you need someone that says you've got infinite potential? You've got a light emanating from you of the, G of the love of Jesus Christ, and it will shine through. I believe in you. It's why I'm here. It's why we do what we do, and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate it so very much. Man. Email me, help at rebelparenting.org. It goes straight to me and only me. If you've got any questions, you need resources, you want uh, the study guide, et cetera, et cetera, I am here for that. You want to donate to Rebel Parenting, it's all tax-free. Head to rebelparenting.org, click the donate tag. Thank you to our sponsors for providing uh, free advice and entertainment from Rebel Parenting, Summit Ministry, summit.org. 
Sign up before March 31st, get 200 bucks off. Use the code rebel, get another hundred off. Also covenant eyes is the best porn blocker available today. Code word rebel gets you a free month online only head to covenanteyes.com. God bless. I'm getting ready to record another program on the current state of communication, politics, COVID, free speech, that kind of stuff. It will air shortly. God bless. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.